It's my happy privilege to welcome each one of you to the Lord's house today. As we have guests with us today, we're glad that you have come. A lot of our regular folks have already begun to celebrate the Thanksgiving uh, holiday. And be mindful we will not have services this midweek service. And our bended knee will not meet also uh, this week since everybody's kind of out of pocket. Brother Aaron's gone. They are on a cruise somewhere out in the Mediterranean, I suspect, or the, not the, the, out in the Bahamas, I think is where they were going. I guess that's where most cruises go. And uh, so they belong to a cruise club, I understand. And so they, uh, they like doing that cruise. And then it's pretty good, too. I admit, I've been on, been on a couple of those and I enjoy those. So I pray for them as they are away. The Lord give them safe uh, travels. I heard about a man that was on a cruise, and he was hanging his head over the side, uh, very sick. And the purser came up to him, and he said, don't worry, sir. He said, no one's ever died uh, before uh, being seasick. And the man said, don't tell me that. He said, dying was the best thing I could think of at this moment to get better. And so uh, uh, some people do, some people don't. But we're glad that you're here today. hope that you've had a had a good week and that you will have a prosperous Thanksgiving, an enjoyable Thanksgiving. And today we're going to talk about Thanksgiving all year, all year long. And I think that's one of the advantages that we as God's people can have as we have that perspective. In the book of Proverbs is where we're going to take our text from, two verses of scripture as we kind of get away from the book of Mark for this week. It says this, better is little with the fear of the Lord than great treasure and trouble therein. Better is a dinner of herbs where love is than a stalled ox and hatred therewith. A lot of times we say this, happy Thanksgiving. You may send cards. Uh, you may say it verbally. But it is kind of a tradition, isn't it, Hannah, that when we see someone on Thanksgiving Day or even close to it, we would say, Happy Thanksgiving. But the truth of the matter is, all are not happy. Everyone is not happy come Thanksgiving Day. Uh, one fellow said that Thanksgiving is all about getting your entire dysfunctional family under one roof and hoping that no one calls the police. <laughs> I talked to someone this week and said they, their family was going away for Thanksgiving. She said, I'm taking my own car in case they get into a fuss. I don't have to be stuck there. I can drive back home. <laughs> That's sad, isn't it? That is so sad. And uh, one fellow said that we meet once a year on Thanksgiving to remind us why we only meet once a year. <laughs> and so everybody this Thanksgiving is not necessarily happy. A lot of times they're not happy because they weren't happy at Christmas. They weren't happy at Easter. They weren't happy on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. There's a lot of unpeople a lot of people that are unhappy. 
Uh, and so here in our text, we find that Solomon's proverb contains a lot of truth in just a few short words. That's what a proverb is, isn't it? It's saying volumes with just a small amount of words. And so here we find in verse 15, if you go back to 15, it says, All the days of the afflicted are evil. That means they are wretched. Uh, but he that is of a merry or a cheerful heart hath a continual feast. Thanksgiving all year, all year long. And here we find in our text in Proverbs 15 that he gives a couple of ways to produce a cheerful heart. A thankful heart is a cheerful heart. Amen. Let me say that again. A cheerful heart is a thankful heart. If you're not thankful, you will not be cheerful. And so today we understand that he says that you have a continual feast. You have a continual thanksgiving. And he gives a couple of ways here to tell us how that we can do that. And let me say that it's not dependent upon our income. It's not dependent upon our position, our reputation, our education, our bank account, or our portfolio. Two things. Number one, be satisfied with little things. Be satisfied with little things. What does he say back here in verse 16? Better is little with the fear of the Lord. And when we talk about fear, we're, we're not talking about scared, but we're talking about an awesome respect for a holy God, a God who created us, a God who made us, a God who created this beautiful creation that we have. This is the God that we reverence. This is the God that we fear. This is a God that causes us to be called God-fearing people. And that's not a bad title. And so he says better. He didn't say it was wrong. But he said it's better to have a little with the fear of the Lord than to have great treasure and trouble therein. Now, nothing wrong with having great treasure. Nothing wrong with being rich. Solomon was a rich dude. <laughs> uh, you know, we uh, read about him, and, and my goodness, now we just say, wow, golly, this guy had a lot. But remember, no matter how little that you may have, there's always somebody that has less than you do. Even the beggar has beggars that have less than they do. And so don't think that you're really something because you got a lot because you don't. And someone will say, well, money talks. Gives you power, prestige, position. I always found that money talks. It says, bye. <laughs> hey, you know, it, it flies. It flies away. <laughs> Saying, bye, so long. And so having a lot doesn't necessarily mean a whole lot to God, does it? I uh, heard about these guys that were at the funeral of this very wealthy person. 
And these guys were standing along, alongside of each other, and one of them looks at the other, and he said, well, he said, how much do you think he left behind? The other one said he left it all. You can't take it with you, can you? As the old saying goes, there's no pockets in a shroud. I didn't know what a shroud was. I found out that's a casket. Or, I, 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 or somebody coined this phrase, and preachers use it all the time, and I, 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 I stole it and used it too. I've never seen a U-Haul truck in a funeral. Until once. I was at a funeral, and we just walked out of the service, and here comes a U-Haul truck pulled right up in front of the funeral home. I stopped the driver. I said, you know, he said, I said, I've been telling people for years there's no U-Haul trucks in a funeral. I've never seen one, but you've broken the mold today. <laughs> Luckily, he was just making a delivery, I think. But nevertheless, uh, uh, we leave it all behind. Listen to what Paul wrote to Timothy in 1 Timothy uh, chapter 6. He said, but godliness with contentment is great gain. You can be contented with little. You are better off than people that are not contented with a lot. Amen. He said, for we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. And having food and raiment, let us therewith be content. Wow. Godliness with contentment is great gain. The fear of the Lord, respect for the Lord. Here's the, here's the meat of the coconut, I think, is what I want to really hone in is, is this. If you have the Lord, then you are spiritually rich. Amen. We are king's kids. We are heirs of God. We are joint heirs with Christ, the Bible says. And he owns the cattle on a thousand hills. He owns the hills. He owns every tater that's planted underneath those hills. And really, everything that we have ultimately comes from him. Amen. James said it well when he said that every gift, good, perfect gift, comes from above. He said, well, I work for it. Well, who gave you the job? Who gave you the help to work? When you hone it all down, you find out without God, we are helpless, we are hopeless. But with God, we are a rich man. And everything that we have is a free gift that comes from God. My brother-in-law used to work for Mission Arlington, and, and they would give stuff out, and, and invariably, he said, we'd have people that would come and would complain about the stuff that they got or did not get. And he said, I, I, I got some wisdom, and I, had a, I developed a saying. And he said, I got it from Jed Clampett, the Beverly Hillbillies. And it was this. Never thump a free melon. <laughs> I think that's pretty good. And I say that because we live in a world that are a lot of complainers and a lot of thumpers. 
that a little is not enough. They always want more. And it's easy to get caught up in that. But realize that we are rich if we know the Lord. Someone wrote this song, and I believe it was Hank Snow, but the Booth brothers recorded that. I put it on my Facebook page yesterday. It says, I found something that money can't buy. I found a gold mine, a gold mine beyond the blue sky. I found a land where I'll never die. I found the Lord. A rich man am I. I found a dream that's sure to come true. I found a rainbow that's never turned blue. I found the land where the teardrops are dry. I found the Lord. A rich man am I. A rich man am I. It goes on. His people may say, I'm dreaming a bit. I like what I'm believing, and I'm not going to quit. The book told me that I'll live when I die. I found the Lord. A rich man am I. I found the song that the angels can sing. I found a way to be rich as a king. I found the love that will burn till I die. I found the Lord, a rich man am I. And people may say, I'm dreaming a bit. I like what I believe in. I'm not going to quit. The book told me that I'll live when I die. I found the Lord, and a rich man am I. People spend thousands and millions of dollars trying to stay alive and not die. But you know what? If you know the Lord, you have eternal life in Christ Jesus, and you will live when you die. And so be satisfied. Be content with the little things. Because if you have that contentment, that little is a lot. The second thing is a little love, a little with love, is better than a lot with hate. A little with love is better than a lot with hate. Have you ever gone to a meal and uh, the people there were angry? Maybe they've had a fuss. Does that enhance your appetite or does it ruin it? Pretty much ruins it, doesn't it? And so here he says, you know, a veggie plate is better than a prime rib dinner if it has hate. Because it says he's better than a stalled ox. I don't know if anybody ever eat ox. I've heard of oxtail soup. Anybody ever eat oxtail soup? CJ has. Well, I'll be satisfied with some pinto beans and cornbread. Amen. But he says it's better. If it's with love. With love. Love is the key. What's that old song that someone wrote back in the 60s? What the world needs now is love. Y'all older than I thought. And so, yeah, love goes a long way. And Solomon here isn't, uh, 
he's not elevating poverty over wealth. But he reminds us that wealth does not bring happiness. Now, I might bring some relief. I mean, you know, we've probably all started off poor. And maybe we still are. <laughs> I don't know. Compared to some, I guess everybody is, right? But wealth can have a, is a temptation, the Bible says, because it can make you proud. He can make you arrogant, and he can make you hateful. I used to work in a country club when I was in seminary, and I met a lot of those type of people that were proud, arrogant, and hateful to those who had less. It was really a great eye-opener. So wealth does not guarantee a happy marriage. It does not guarantee a happy family. It does not guarantee a harmonious Thanksgiving either. Love, on the other hand, goes a long way. And so, why does Solomon remind us of these attitudes? Well, first of all, because we need to be reminded. We probably knew all that, but we have a way of forgetting. It's easy to get caught up and have stinking thinking like the world thinks, like the media produces, tells us that everybody ought to feel this way. And so uh, we, we, we understand that. And that because the world is crying for our allegiance and because the world is trying to push on a false promise to us that that money will make you happy or stuff more stuff and you got to have money to have stuff will make you happy and sometimes you look around I, I talked to a friend of mine that was moving he said I have found stuff that I already had stuff of. He said, the problem that I had is I had so much stuff, I couldn't find the first stuff. Then I discovered the last stuff and found out that I had two of the stuff. Can you relate to that? Is it easier sometimes you got so much stuff to go to the store? I know I'm meddling here. And buy more of the stuff because you don't know where you put the first stuff. And if you can't say amen, say oh me. <laughs> I didn't really mean you to say that, but that's true. And so, yeah, we need to be reminded. Jesus said it well. Will we ever get hold of this truth? It's a simple thing that Jesus said. He said that life is not in the abundance of things, stuff. And you say, well, I don't know. They keep telling me on TV that I got to have this and I got to have that and I got to have the other. I got to have more stuff that I can't afford to impress people that I don't like that I'll never see again. 
how rotten we are. So we need to be reminded. We need to be reminded time and time again of the fact that faith and love matter more than money or fame. It's faith and love. And let me say this, that some of the wealthy people are some of the most generous, loving, and sweet people that you can meet. If it weren't for some of those rich people that were willing to give, there would be a lot of charities that would go out of business. So it's, he's not saying that having lots bad, but little is better, he says, if you have love. And so if you have love, or if you don't have love, Paul said you're as a sounding brass and a tinkling cymbal. Remember the old gong show? You old enough to remember that? And that's what he was saying. You know, without love, you're just a gong. And you may be able to give your wealth to build a hospital and put your name on there. But if you don't give it with love for the right reason, not just for your worry name to be put on it if you don't have love you're like that gong and so a little with love is better now let me say this <clears throat> as I kind of wind this up I didn't say I was through I just I was winding it up sometimes preachers take a long to wind up right being thankful all year is a choice choice and we God made us free moral agents that means that we get to choose Joshua said it well in Joshua 24 15 when he said if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord choose you this day choose you this day whom you will serve whether the gods which are uh, your father served that were on the other side of the flood are the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell. But as for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. That's the choice that he made. I think Joshua made a good choice, don't you? He made a good choice. Deuteronomy, the Bible says in 3019, I call heaven and earth the record this day against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both thou and thy seed may live. Choices, choices that we make. And so we get to choose a little or a lot. I love to watch Festus Hagen on Gunsmoke. Uh, him and Doc Adams were always getting that in it. And one day, Festus showed Doc the money that he had had with him. And Festus was usually broke. He was always mooching off other people. And he said, Festus, he said, you ought to take and invest that money 
and buy you a little lot. And Festus said, I don't know what you mean, a little lot. He said, there ain't no such thing as a little or a lot. It's either a little or it's a lot, or it's a lot and, and not a little, but it can't be both. <laughs> and Doc said, he said, where are you going, Doc? He said, I'm, I'm wore out. <laughs> I'm going home. And so we get to choose. We get to choose our attitude. But the truth is that you can have both if you choose the Lord. You may have a little, but man, as a rich man am I, you got a lot. You got a lot. You see, God gives you what you need to start with. Give thanks. Give thanks if you just have a little. Because you see, death comes to the rich and the poor. And none of us can take it with us. Be thankful if you get the little. Be thankful if you have a lot. Rejoice when others get a lot. Don't be jealous. But if you just have a little, be thankful. The rich get cancer just like folks that are not rich. They die both alike. The rich divorce. The rich have problems. The rich have wayward children just like the poor folks do. And those in between. Truth of the matter is wealth cannot compensate for an unhappy life. But the Lord can. He can replace it with thanksgiving. In all things, Paul said, give thanks. Even the hard things, the tough things, the sad things can make us better because those things are learning lessons that we need as we traffic through this life. Most of us don't get a choice. We'll never be wealthy, but we all can fear the Lord. We all can have the Lord, and we can find contentment in a little and love. A little and a love. And so we all have more than some, but none of us are better than someone who has less. No matter who you are, no matter where you are, whatever station you are at, somebody you know has less. But it's only by the grace of God that you have more. But if you have the Lord, you are better off than those who don't. If you have the Lord, you can have thanksgiving all year long all year long because you got a little but someone has less said an old gentleman gay on thanksgiving day if you want a good time then give something 
away. So he sent a fat turkey to Shoemaker Price. And Shoemaker said, what a big bird, how nice. With such a good dinner before me, I ought to give Widow Lee that small chicken I bought. Oh, this fine chicken, oh, I see, said the sweet Widow Lee. And the kindness that sent it, how precious to me. I'll give washwoman Biddy my big pumpkin pie. And oh, sure, Biddy said, this is the queen of pies. Just to look at its yellow face gladdens my eyes. Now it's my turn, I think, and a sweet ginger cake for the motherless Finnegan children I'll bake. Cried the Finnegan children, Rose, Denny, and Hugh. Mmm, it smells sweet with spice. And we'll carry a slice to little lame Jake that has nothing that nice. As the old song says, little is much when God is in it. I trust today that each one under the sound of my voice know the Lord, fear the Lord, love the Lord, because he loves you. He loves you so much that he gave his son to die upon the cross, to bear your sins, to shed his blood for the redemption of your soul, to provide you a home in heaven. He was buried, he rose again, and today he lives to live in your heart, to take that cosmic loneliness out, to make this life make sense. And if you have never made the choice to receive Christ as your Savior and your Lord, we would urge you to do that. Our mission, as we were reminded this week at our state associational meeting, our mission is to tell people the greatest thing that you can ever do is receive Christ and how you can do that. And while we stand today with our heads bowed and our hearts closed, if in the privacy of your own heart today, would you not come to terms with the fact that you're better off with Jesus because he is the key to heaven. And that key is nailed to a tree where Jesus died. I would challenge you today, receive him. And you can have the Lord, and you can have Thanksgiving 365 days a year because he came to give you life and give it to you more abundantly. Father, we thank you today for the things that you give to us. And you know, Lord, what we can handle and what we can't handle. I thank you, Father, that you have given us a salvation that's full, free, and forever in Christ Jesus the Lord. I pray today, Lord, if there be even one here that has never received Christ as their Savior, that today would be the day that they would receive him. For those, Lord, that may have never followed you in scriptural baptism, that they might come and identify 
themselves with you and let the world know who they belong to. For those who need a church home, that they might come and make this a church home and our church family as we love you and as we fight the devil and hate sin. Give us grace, give us strength, and receive our thanksgiving for all things. In Jesus' name, amen.